Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to the Level Up English podcast. My name is Michael and I am your teacher for today. Hope I can be your teacher. Thank you very much for listening. And today I'm going to finish my series for now. I have done an episode on listening, speaking and writing. So naturally, I thought I'd cover reading today. How can you improve your reading? Reading, I think, is something we should all be doing in some form. Find some kind of reading you can do every day and it's a fantastic way to learn uh, sentence structure, vocabulary, grammar, all that kind of stuff. And it really does tie into other areas too. The more reading you do, the more vocabulary you will know, the better you will be at speaking. I really believe these things can help everything. So this might be kind of a messy episode. I've got some random tips for you today. I'm going to give you a method that I like to use with reading. And yeah, just some random tips as well. So start with a few pieces of advice. First of all, read anything you enjoy. You know, it doesn't have to be an English learning textbook. It doesn't have to be Harry Potter. It doesn't have to be a newspaper. You know, think about what you would read in your native language and then read it in English. That's really going to be the best thing you can do because it's going to be interesting for you and you will be learning vocabulary that will be useful for you. So, you know, when I first started learning languages, I would read kind of random books and news articles and, you know, I'm sure they were useful to some extent, but it's not what I would read in English. So I didn't see much point in it. And I would recommend considering, anyway, avoiding newspapers because I think people often have this idea like I want to learn to read the newspaper. Like, when I can read the newspaper, I know my my English is good. And it's a strange goal, I think. And I, I used to have this goal. I remember in Japan, I picked up a newspaper and I tried to study it. And it was so boring. I was reading about people who were killed and accidents around the world. And then I kind of realized I don't read newspapers in English. So why would I want to read it in another language? So if you don't read newspapers in your language, maybe you don't need to learn in English either. Another thing to probably avoid are children's books. So many people might think these books for young children and even babies will be easy because of their simple language. But often they're not that easy, actually. They have very difficult adjectives and adverbs and lots of weird sound words like onomatopoeias. You know, they have words like wiggly, squiggly, and all these kind of words that we don't really use in everyday language. They're kind of included in these books to be interesting and fun for children, but it doesn't really reflect how we speak. So if you enjoy it, yeah, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But if you are thinking about what to read, I would recommend avoiding children's books as well. Something you could consider are graded readers. This is what I love to do when I read fiction. So there are, you know, you're learning English, that means there are many, many in English to choose from, unlike other languages. 
A graded reader is a, a book made especially for English learners at a specific level. So you can get like beginner readers, intermediate readers, and the words chosen and the grammar chosen in the stories will be especially designed for you and your level. So you're not going to have any words that you don't need to learn. And I think this is such a great way of doing it. And we'll kind of get to this some more benefits later. But the main benefit is that you're not wasting time kind of finding books that interest you and finding a book that's not too difficult because these are made especially for you. You know, picking up a native level book can be a big mistake. And I'll come back to that later. Um, if you want to find some graded readers, I think Amazon is a great place. Just go on Amazon and type in English graded reader and there'll be many to choose from. Some some of them even have samples. You know, if you have a Kindle, you can download the sample and check it out before you buy it. And yeah, that's a great thing to do as well. This is also something that I'm slowly adding to level up English. So I'm slowly adding more of these kind of graded stories on Level Up English where you can click beginner, intermediate, advanced and you'll have a story based on your level that you can study. So if you want, if you are a member on the on the Level Up English website you'll find more of these there in the future. Another thing to consider is non-fiction. Non-fiction can be easier than fiction. So fiction are like novels, right? Stories. And in fiction, they often have lots of adjectives, lots of describing words, like she was a tall, beautiful, yet you know, angry person. I mean, these are very quite easy words, right? But the point is they often spend a lot of time describing things. Nonfiction is more straightforward. You know, the purpose of nonfiction is for people to understand and learn the information. So they don't spend so much time describing words and using these big complicated adjectives. It depends on what you're reading. But I prefer to read nonfiction. I find it more interesting actually. So my advice here is maybe find a good source of blogs that interest you. This could be like blogs on gardening. You know, I enjoy reading like blogs on minimalism, uh, travel, all that kind of stuff. And it's really interesting because if you say you find a travel blog, you can see a picture and some text below the picture and just practice reading that, you know, save these to your favorites online, have a little bit of practice reading that every day. You can even leave a comment and join in on the, you know, little blog communities as well. Another great benefit of nonfiction is I think it's easier to talk about with your friends and your teachers and perhaps more useful as well. So if you're reading a book about fantasy with dragons and witches or you know Harry Potter for example right a lot of the stuff in Harry Potter will not be that applicable to everyday life there's not so much you can talk about unless you're talking about the stories themselves if you're reading a blog about global warming and the environment then not only are you improving your reading but you have so many new topics to talk about with your friends and your teachers so you can practice what you read in your speaking sessions as well. Something to consider. A couple other ideas that you can try is Reddit. For those who don't know, Reddit is like a huge online 
forum website. There's many, many different topics. It could be humor, like funny ones. It could be ones about travel, different countries. Anything you can think of is on Reddit. So think of what you're interested in, search on Reddit, and there you can follow posts of what other people have said. Reddit is a great way to improve your English. If you do want to read the news, but maybe you can't find a good website, there's one website that I use for my lessons sometimes called News in Levels. News in Levels has three levels for each story. They have very short stories and you can do like a simple one, a medium or a hard one. A little bit of reading practice each day. Another one which I used to use a lot is called Newsilla, I think, or Newsella. And it's very similar. It has longer stories and you can change the level of the story to beginner or advanced. So it's got a lot of content on that website. But yeah, so when it comes to reading, I think that reading on a regular basis is better than doing it in big batches. So you just aim for a few minutes a day. It doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to read an hour a day. Just read 10 minutes every day. That's all you need. That's what I do, to be honest. It's much better than doing like one hour a week, you know? And when it comes to what you read, I think 95% comprehension is approximately a good level to read. So that means if you understand 95% of the words, it's still a lot you don't know. That's one new word every 20 words. So you read 20 words, one of them will be new. That's still quite a lot, isn't it? So you're learning some words and you're also revising and remembering the words you already know. So think very carefully before trying a native level book. You know, some people don't mind not understanding many words. You know, I know many learners who read Harry Potter because they love it so much. And there's so many words they don't know, but it's not a problem because they just enjoy the story. Maybe they read it first in a native language. But if you're like me, this will be very boring and very demotivating. And also it probably will kill your love for Harry Potter as well. So I've tried it in the past. I picked up a native level book and I'm like, wow, this is just too boring, too hard. Immediately put it down. So just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying there's a right answer, just some things to think about. For higher level learners, if you're more advanced, you could consider books intended for young adults, like teenagers and young adults. This can be a really good option for something slightly easier than, you know, normal adult books, but still interesting. You know, not children's books, but they're a little bit easier, the vocabulary they use. Another tip I would recommend is just becoming really comfortable in not knowing the meaning of a word. And that's what native speakers do. And I notice this is what happens in the IELTS exam as well. If you try to learn every word in the exam, it will just be impossible, basically. So one of the purposes of the exam, I think, is to kind of get you comfortable guessing the meaning and not knowing the meaning. So I try to read every day and I come across sometimes even one word on each page that I don't know in English. Maybe I'm trying to read very difficult books, but I always find words I don't know. And 
as a native speaker, I just try not to let it bother me. If I really want to know, I will look it up in my dictionary. Otherwise, I will just think, you know, uh, I can guess the context. I can guess the meaning. I don't need to know that word. Not now. Maybe if I saw that word five times in the same book, I would learn it. But just once, I can I can skip it quite happily. So if you don't know a word, don't worry. It's the same as what native speakers do, and it's good to get comfortable with that. Okay, so now I want to give you one method of what you could do to improve your reading. So it's a little bit intense. You know, the one method, of course, is just reading for fun, reading casually. It doesn't have to be so intense. If you want to get a really, really good study method in, you can try this three-step process. So first of all, reading a text through at a natural speed and see how much you can understand. You don't read too much, just do a couple minutes and see how much you understand, but don't worry about any new words. Then go back and read it carefully once more, but this time note and study any new vocabulary. If there's anything you don't understand, write it down, look it up, learn it, whatever you need to do. Then read it a third and final time after having learnt the vocabulary. Now you should understand everything. That's the idea, right? So read once naturally, read again, learn the words, read one final time, and now you should know everything. It's kind of a simple method, but a little bit intense, something you could try. Another tip you could try is reading with an audiobook. So something like Audible is a great resource for this. So you can get a print copy of the book and an audiobook, so you can read the book while you're listening as well. And this is also a great benefit. This is what I try to do on this podcast too. So I give the transcript and the audio. So doing both at the same time can be really, really good so you can match the sound of the language to what it is on paper. Because as you know, written English and spoken English is basically a different language, right? The spelling doesn't make any sense. It's always changing. The pronunciation is very hard. So it helps you make that connection between the word on paper and the sound of the word. Very important to do that. So... Again, I might come back to this topic in the future. If you have any more ideas, please let me know. I would love to hear them. Love to learn from you as well. But I'm going to end it here for now. And I'm going to end it with a quote from my Level Up English Instagram page. So I love this quote. And I'm going to let you think about what this one means. This is from Mark Twain. And he said, A man who carries a cat by the tail learn something he can learn in no other way. What do you think that means? It's quite a funny one, but think about it and also think how that can relate to English learning. A man who carries a cat by the tail learns something he can learn in no other way. Very interesting. Well, thank you very much for listening today. Hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next week for another episode. Goodbye for now. See you later. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, 
then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.